0: There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck. And Chuck, this is the episode I know you've been waiting for for a very, very long time because we're finally getting a chance to actually talk He-Man and not in the sense of, like, let's dive back to the 1980s, but a sense of (laughs) let's talk right now He-Man because Masters of the Universe Revelation is out. Kevin Smith directed. Kevin Smith wrote. uh, Written. That's the word. Kevin Smith written. Kevin Smith produced, uh, not Kevin Smith starred, but uh, you know, all his no. friends are in there. And we're going to spoil it, but I got some stuff I want to talk about. Obviously, this is a full episode today, but we're going to skip the trailer park um, because I want to talk about some stuff that's coming out in August because uh, I was doing some research on shows that are coming out in August and I just went with shows, not even movies. And man, August, prepare to be busy, especially this yeah. week. You know, let's just. Uh, I'll read off these, and you just tell me anything that kind of comes to mind. On if you if you're going to be tuning into these, most of which I believe you will be. Uh, so, on which is already out now um, by the time this episode comes out on eight nine. That's Monday. We've got Reservation Dogs, the new Taika Waititi joint from Hulu and FX, which uh, looks amazing. It's all Native American cast uh, trying to raise enough money, steal enough money to get to California. So. Uh, by the time this episode's posted, I've had watched it, and I probably loved it. Uh, then we have uh, Stargirl Yes. Is, is coming back this week on uh, August 10th, which is Tuesday, and uh, I've already reached out to our boy, friend of the podcast, Mark Ashworth, and I asked him if we're going to see Janitor Justin, and he just hit me with some prayer hands, and he said, we'll see. So... Well, we will see. I'm excited. Hopefully, you know, Mark's in there and we can get him back on the show. I mean, we have to get him back on the show anyway. He's a great dude, and he's always working, so we'll get him back. Uh, The following day is August 11th, and What If debuts. Marvel's What If comes out this Wednesday, the day this is being dropped, so I know I can't wait for that. We're not going to do an after show on it, but I can't wait for that. Uh, The following day... (laughs) I'm going to have a busy week this week Uh, on the 12th is Titans season three coming out on a Thursday.
1: That seemed like it came out of nowhere. Like I knew it was coming. And then the other day I was like, oh, it's next week.
0: Yeah. I mean, August kind of just snuck up on us, you know, Um, and HBO Max is a little tricky with stuff. They're like, oh, Suicide Squad out now Titans next week. And then today they dropped a new trailer and the release date for uh, Doom Patrol which is uh, it's coming out September twenty third, I believe. Which we'll talk the trailer next week in our trailer park. But uh, as we keep going, I know this is one that's not on your your list. But for our wrestling fans out there, and I I know Dan uh, from Cage My is listening. Uh, AEW Rampage, brand new uh, AEW show comes out on Friday the thirteenth. Uh, great date to be coming out. Hopefully it's spooky and you know maybe someone dresses like Jason. So that will be out that Sunday, 8-15, we have heels with our boy Stephen Amell.
1: Yeah, I'm actually excited about that.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, I read a review that said uh, it's in the back county, you know, low leagues of wrestling, and it's worthy of a main event, this show is. So I'm very looking uh, excited for that coming out on Stars. So we'll see. We'll probably talk about that once it comes out. 8-22, uh, the following week, we have The Walking Dead, the final season. Uh, be honest with you, I am not caught up on The Walking Dead.
1: Dude, I gave up two seasons ago.
0: Yeah, it, it's been a while. Uh, I know I want to get back into it because I do like the show, but it's got it's just it's been going so long and like so many different directions that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can keep up. So I'm gonna put a little asterisk next to that and say maybe I'll catch up on it. <laughs> um, then we got some animated stuff on uh, on Netflix. Well, one on Netflix and one on VOD. Uh, the Witcher: Nightmare of the Wolf is coming out on the twenty third. On a Monday. What a way to kick off the week with some new Witcher stuff. So are you going to tune into that?
1: Uh, not that week, but I'm di- I'll watch it.
0: Okay. And then finally, um, Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms comes out on the 31st. Wait, you start the week and then a week later you end it with you know Battle of the Realms. So two great anim- animation, anime style you know, movies coming out. I can't wait for it. Of all those, I know, you know, Stargirl, What If, Titans, and Heels is definitely a, uh, you know, checked off on your box. Yes. Any, anything that I missed? Or is that about it?
1: Off the top of my head, that is it. Like, all, all that that you mentioned, I knew was coming. Uh, I forgot about the Witcher animation. I forgot. I knew it was coming, but I forgot it was coming out in August. Uh, I'm definitely going to tune into that. But that's pretty much it. Like, it is going to be a very busy month. And I go on vacation next week. So it's going to be, you know, I'm not going to be able to watch everything right away, Um, you know, at least for the first episode. But uh, I'll definitely be tuning into a lot of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, this week is huge, right? We're getting back into it with like almost five shows per week, which is insane. So we'll see, man. August, uh, I never thought August was going to be. You know, my hot month, but this is this is kind of where we're at with it. Uh, let's go into pick of the weeks. I have, I think, like 36 today, Chuck, um, and I think most of them are actually DC, which is uh, surprising as of late because they haven't really been putting out, in my mind, quality new stories. But let's start with Marvel. Uh, let's get what might be one of the worst names Marvel's come up with, but Avengers Tech On, number one. Oh, uh, yeah. It's written by Jim Zub and uh, with art by Shamba. And when Red Skull wields a strange new power that strips heroes of their powers and threatens the entire world, the Avengers turn to Tony Stark's experimental new technology to save us. Here come the Iron Avengers. Avengers, tech on. Hate that. Hate that slogan. Um, Sleek, high-power, high-tech suits with energy and amped-up attack power power face-off against supervillains enhanced to match. It's mechs and mayhem in the Marvel mighty manner. Avengers Tech On is a sensational, or is a Sentai-inspired action-adventure series produced in partnership with Bandai Nanco of Japan, written by Jim Zub, Uncanny Avengers, and Champions, and illustrated by Jeff Shamba Cruz, Venom, The End, and Street Fighter. You know, as I read that more and more, I don't even know if I'm going to pick this up.
1: I know what you're talking about because I've seen, you know, the ads for it i have no into it's essentially like kind of what like power rangers was and like you know what i mean it was a a japanese corporation and it it kind of sounds like um transformers meets marvel meets power rangers yeah
0: yeah um yeah i'm That's not my cup of tea, so maybe I'm going to take that off the list. But here's another one that, um, (laughs) as we kind of move into more Marvel, let's talk about the Defenders. They're back. Defenders number one by Al Ewing and Javier Rodriguez. Uh, Superstars Al Ewing and Javier Rodriguez reunite for a cosmos-colliding journey. When existence itself faces extraordinary threats, it needs an extraordinary defense. That's when you call the Defenders. Doctor Strange and the Mask Raider take take a non-team of Marvels weirdest wildest heroes on a mission that will uncover the hidden architect texture of the hidden architecture of reality itself. The cosmos was not the first to exist, but the defenders can't track Marvel's oldest villain through the deepest trenches of time. It might be their last. What do you think about that? New Defenders but with Doctor Strange and the Masked Raider.
1: I don't know. I mean the last time I got Defenders series, they canceled it pretty quick. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It just seems, when you were saying, like, weird characters and off the wall, like, it just kind of seems like right now they're trying to be compete with Suicide Squad.
0: Uh, I don't know. Marvel's been weird. I don't know if a comic's going to compete with a movie. But we shall see. Uh, here's one I know you're getting. It's uh, Batman 89. And yeah. uh, st- yes. You just want the cover with Billy Diaz Two-Face. I get it. But step back into the Gotham of Tim Burton's seminal classic Batman movies. Batman 89 brings in screenwriter Sam Ham, Batman and Batman Returns and artist Joe Quinones. dial H for hero to pull on a number of threads left dangling by the prolific director. Gotham becomes torn in two as dressed Dresses Batman and the Joker duke it out in the streets as D.A. Harvey Dent. Billy D. No, yeah, Billy D Williams tries to keep the city together. He targets the one problem tearing it apart, Batman, and he'll get Bruce Wayne's help in taking down the Dark Knight. You're definitely getting that, right?
1: Dude, I texted you I think it was like 3 months ago when I saw the cover of uh one, I'm a huge Batman fan. And two, I'm in a huge Billy D fan. So, you know, he was supposed to be Two-Face um in the batman tim burton series and he he never got to do it so it's pretty cool that they're doing a comic series to have him in there
0: yeah uh, i'm definitely gonna get that uh, i might just buy all the the 2 Face covers from crossroads and not even give you one. Oh, thanks i might do that but then we have uh what we've been talking about which for what seems to be uh six months more milestone is back. Um hardware yeah. number 1 Curtis Metcalf was the brightest shining star of Alva Industries, a brilliant scientist mentored by Edwin Alva since childhood. Under the failures of Alva Technology at the Big Bang disaster, go back to our milestone comics episode to find out what that was uh threatened to destroy the company and alva needed a scapegoat now curtis is on the run from the dakota police department but a man as smart and paranoid as curtis takes precautions with a nearly indestructible suit of armor and remarkable inventions that he never handed over to alva curtis stands determined to do much more than clear his name he's going to take the fight back to alva himself picking up hardware number one
1: uh, I'd like to. I mean, we talked about it in our milestone, and I would like to get some of those comics. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've picked up Static Shock. i picked up um, Icon and Rocket. Rocket. So, this is definitely going to be on my list. I know one... These next two, probably not on your list. Uh, and the first one is, I am Batman number zero. Future State gave readers a preview of the things to come with Jace Fox as the new Batman. And I know as soon as I read that sentence, you're out. But... His debut in the core line arrives with a bang. Picking up immediately after the events of the next Batman's second son, Jace thrusts himself into action when the magistrates crackdown on Alleytown begins. Using armor he's found in the abandoned hi- hibernaculum, the age of the new Dark Knight starts now. You all in on uh, Jace, uh, Jace Fox as the Dark Knight?
1: You know, when the Future State came out, I was really excited about this one um john ridley did it and i was like oh this is gonna be awesome and i didn't like it um i, I don't know what it was it just the story didn't grab me so no i'm not gonna pick this one
0: not up. in on it okay here's another one i know you're not in and i can't believe they're making it pennyworth number one. Oh no spanning the uh the years between the hit tv show and today pennyworth tells the continuing story Of Alfred Pennyworth and the adventures of the MI6 counterintelligent agent this time in the Cold War era Soviet Soviet Russia. When Alfred and his partner receive intelligence that nuclear weapons are being manufactured near the Arctic Circle, they're off to infiltrate the remote military base to learn more. But things don't go exactly as planned, and the ramifications of this mission may be more far-reaching than anyone could have ever guessed, as our present-day butler gets dragged back into his past you all in on an alfred comic.
1: No, I like alfred as a uh, character, um but I don't really care about his back history and, you know, uh can see where he came from. No, I'm not. Yeah.
0: Out. Not diving in on the the no. alfred pennyworth lore, huh? No. Did you ever even try the the series on Epics. That's I think that's the channel it was on. No, anyway, I
1: haven't. Have you? Have you?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've watched it all. Um, just because you know that's who I am. I, I actually enjoyed it. I like big British, you know, period piece movies, shows like that, uh, Peaky Blinders, everything in that yeah. nature. So uh, that was for me. It was a little espionage, little knockoff James Bondy, and just knowing that like it's set loosely in the dc universe was great so uh it's a fun thing if you have epics and you know you can find it on your cable box maybe check it out but i it took me i think three years for me to find out i had epics
1: yeah i have it i know i have it um but i don't know i just i never think about it like if i if i need something to watch like if you know lately all the shows have been like you know um gone until august and stuff like that like i that is the furthest from my mind sitting there and be like, oh, like I'll watch Star Wars for the 80th time again rather, and then not think about Pennyworth.
0: I mean, you'll also watch 9,000 episodes of He-Man, Masters of the Universe to catch up for what <laughs> we're did. about to talk about right now, Chuck, and that is Masters of the Universe Revelation. Uh, Look written, at that directed. segue. Thanks, I'm good Adam. Uh, written, directed, produced by Kevin Smith. And again, we are going to hit major, major spoiler alerts here. So if you haven't watched it, there's five episodes. If you haven't watched it and you're listening to us, shame on you, number one. But we still love you. Go back and watch it. Then take some time out of your day, your drive. This will probably be a shorter episode and find out where we stand with this because this is what I'm calling the most conflicted of Rotten Tomatoes scoring, right? And, And you and I don't really... Go based off of that
1: but not really No,
0: but we do talk about it so yes you know, if, if it gets a thousand a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes I'm not going to be like oh I need to see this but also if it gets a two percent I might watch it more than the hundred percent movie you know what I mean I saw zom- Zombeavers
1: <laughs> you, you know what I
0: mean I've watched it multiple times and I've watched all the wrong turns and I think they average about a sixteen so the Rotten Tomatoes scores really don't matter to me that much but when I see something like this, and it's getting a 94% on the tomato meter, right? Certified fresh might be one of the only things that Kevin Smith has ever done that certified fresh. And then I look at the audience score, and it's at a 37% as we record right now on Monday, August 9th. Yeah. I'm conflicted because I was like, I get where you know it could get lower scores, but also this isn't a 37% series for me no. and i think i think this is just this pissed off he-man purist because they thought that this was going to be uh a he-man and skeletor series in fact it was neither of that it was essentially the adventures of Tila.
1: yeah no totally um and so, it go ahead so, no i at? was just
0: going to say hit me with your best shot man fire away
1: I'm a glutton for punishment because I, like, read people's reviews and comments and stuff like this just to kind of, you know, get a rise out of it because half of the it's people bitching and I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, But, like, you know, I've seen some fan reviews, like, and exactly, like, oh, he said it wasn't going to be a Teela story and it was a Teela story. It was. And, you know, the show is called Masters of the Universe. It technically doesn't say He-Man. And, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, it's it was a toy grab and it was just to get lure people in. And, like, I get it. I liked the story. I like where they went. I liked that it was a darker storyline. Um, like you mentioned earlier, a few weeks ago, I watched every episode of He-Man. I watched a She-Rod and He-Man movie. And I even watched a He-Man uh, Christmas special. Um, and I actually finished it, like the Friday that it came out at, like, 4 o'clock.
0: Yeah, doubling down on the Glutton for Punishment statement.
1: Yeah, I was, you know, in. And the fact that it it's a sequel series, you don't really need to watch... The, and I'm glad I did. Like, I don't regret watching 130 episodes and a movie and a Christmas special um, within a few weeks. I... You don't really need to know the original story to know this. Um, You're familiar with the characters, you know. uh, Like, you know, when um, Clawful came up and uh, Whiplash. What Fisto? Yeah, Fisto. Of course. When
0: you know the best name in TV toys history, Fisto.
1: Oh no, they had the worst names. You know, Stinkor, which is great who yeah. was not in the original series. Triclops. Uh, Triclops. Mosquito. And then, you know... Who? Mosquito. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad they didn't do Buzz Off. He... I hated Buzz Off. Loved
0: Buzz Off. Come on, dude. What do dude, you do? Don't...
1: You're, you're a beekeeper. I am a
0: beekeeper, so uh, I am a little... Uh, Buzz Off yeah. was dope. I love that toy. Well, damn. You know, him, the elephant. Like, so many good ones, man. But... I was pumped when they showed Fisto. Though
1: he Buzzoff just looks like a like a buff dude trying to be in a blind Blind Melon um video.
0: Like, oh Jesus Christ! This is a <laughs> big. This episode is brought to you by Blind Melon, taking back to the '90s with this song. Here we go.
1: But like Buzzoff was ridiculous. I'm glad that I rewatched it because it, I saw a lot of the the characters. Uh, yeah,
0: I'd like to counter one of your points where you said that you don't have to watch the series because you know the characters. Um I think that your perception of the audience is people like us, 30 plus year old men uh, who grew totally. up in the 80s and this is their this is their their jam and their jelly, right? They're super excited. But in actuality, it you know, again, it's summer, we're in COVID still, you know, stakes are kind of tightening it up again and this is available on Netflix and it's animated I think this is definitely you know worth their wheelhouse especially with Kevin Smith that name carries a lot of weight for you know nerds like us or well, geeks like us but I also think that this is the first taste for this generation to see He-Man and Masters of the Universe right so yeah. I feel like they Kevin Smith is known to be super ballsy and make these decisions but He killed Prince Adam, He-Man, and Skeletor in the first episode, 10 minutes into the show. You know what I mean? So, like, you you get to the point where your main character, what brought you and I in, is dead. And now it's like, okay, maybe the decade before us, the generation before us, knows about He-Man and Skeletor because they're iconic characters in my mind. They don't know about Teela. They may not know about Man at Arms and Evilin and Orko and and Cringer. Uh, no Panthro in this. A little upset about that. But they well, like they don't know Triclops and and you know Trapjaw. They don't know these characters. So Kevin Smith saying like you're gonna get He-Man and Skeletor now Skeletor God, which is great. But first you have to learn who these characters are. And you are you stole my thunder a little bit. Uh, because my main point was yes the show is called masters of the universe not he-man and it doesn't matter like the the part of it like as a kind of like i'd like to share my thoughts on the series but like as you go through the show you've seen previous masters of the universe right you're not just introduced to adam and that's it like yeah. he's not there he's not the end all be all the one above all right he's just a successor to a title he's like a king that like generations before there were kings but with this series in general, uh, the story and to start with the story, I thought it was fresh and it kind of reminds you again that it's a Masters of the Universe story and not just a He-Man story. Um, for example, when they dove into uh, Subternia and you you see the other the Masters and like they're doing the race and the big hunt and you're like. Oh wait, you know He Man isn't again the end all be all. Uh, the twist at the end with uh, Skelegard. Even though I was uh, spoiled through shopping at Target and seeing that toy, like saw Masters of Universe and I saw that that box and I was like, shit, I gotta look at this. And I saw that toy and I was like, oh man, this is gonna happen. And it happened. That was fine. Like when he kills He Man for the second time at the end, I was like, oh man, like this is a fantastic twist. And then just, like, the surprise deaths were great, right? We talked about this through text. Like, Orko's dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, again, killed He-Man and Skeletor, like, right out the gate. Uh, The animation style, um, which is something that I love. Um, I love this type of animation style. It's very Netflix Americana anime style, where, Mm -hmm. in my mind, it pays homage to the traditional anime, but it's still offering a fresh spin on it. And I like that, you know, they, they didn't just... Copy and paste from the Masters Universe series in the '80s with their characters like Beast Man. He was he was well more developed. Trap Jaw looked like he had some more uh, like different you know upgrades. And Triclops got so much love. I think you know Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Smith was like, I need to have Henry Rollins and everything, and just gave him the 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 reins to the show. And honestly, Henry Rollins as Triclops and running a cult is very on par with his brand. Uh, but I thought that it gave it a fresh spin. Uh, the voice cast, which I know you and I have kind of gushed over forever, uh, was spectacular. Um, Skeletor being Mark Hamill for the 30 seconds and the cups of coffee that he was there, I thought was wonderful. I'm down for whatever Sarah Michelle Geller does. So yeah, I got a whole five episodes of Sarah Michelle Geller being the lead. So I was super pumped for that. And then, like, just overall, you know, like we said, Kevin Smith. Uh, is known to twist these stories, right, and piss off mainstream fans, which uh, he did with making Teela the main character. Um, yeah. A lot of people that I've read, and you know, I dive into the comics, I dive into the sewer and read comments. Um, a lot of people are saying this is way too like woke and social justice warrior, uh, because you know it feels like Teela was forced into this role, and you know, uh, the other characters are you know always going to be second fiddle to you know a strong female lead, and I think that's kind of ridiculous because Teela was always badass in the um, in the original series. Her toy was super dope. Like I loved everything about Teela. Right, a lot of people forget about Teela because of Shira, um, but to me, like Kevin Smith just adds new wrinkles to the franchise, which you and I have talked about for a very long time with the Masters of the Universe franchise. Five years ago, this franchise was either cursed or dead. So the fact that we're getting He Man. And the fact that it was, in my mind, successful leaves me with so much more optimism for part two, season three, whatever they're going to do with this. Uh, I was truly extremely, I was very excited about this and I was happy I watched it. I didn't feel robbed or you know, taken away from it. I think they did a really good job.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was on board from the minute they, um, they announced this. I watched He-Man uh, not... You know, live when it came out. I was only three years old. Uh, I remember watching on reruns, and I definitely had all the toys, a lot of the toys. But um, I don't remember a lot of He-Man. Uh, you know, it's been almost thirty years since I've I've seen it. So I I dove back into it. And I was very excited, and um, I was fortunate enough to be able to go to a Master Universe uh, kind of shindig. Uh, hosted by Kevin Smith in New Are Jersey. Are we calling
0: it a shindig?
1: Yeah, it's a shindig. Hey, it was a meet wanna. and greet. Yeah, it's a shindig. <laughs> um, it was called the Masters of the Universe Revelation Celebration. Yeah. And it was at his comic book shop, Jay and Silent Bob's, uh, Secret Stash in Red Bank, New Jersey, which is about an uh, hour and 30 minute ride. And I went up there. Uh, my wife and uh, AG took the ride. And uh, I was so excited. And the crazy thing is, I'm in line, right? And there's all these people. No one watched the show.
0: Yes, you told me this. This is uh, nobody. Well, you, and then you, you know, listen for let's. I know you're going to tell the story, and I know this story, but it's Kevin Smith, and that he has like a very big cult following. Yeah, he does. And I would imagine that 90% of those guys that were there, and I'm assuming 100% of them were guys. No, ah. Uh, uh-huh. Really? No. No, maybe it they brought a- their, their moms. Uh, but I, I think that 90% of those people that were there were there for Kevin Smith's Jane Silent Bob stuff, like just to meet Silent Bob, but also to kind of pepper in questions about like, can they get in Clerks 3? You know, can he be on their podcast? Like, I feel like there were a lot of us's up there who are geeks at heart, but there weren't a lot of me and you who are like, geeks at heart love kevin smith but love he man
1: so i didn't i didn't tell you this so there was a guy i didn't talk to him um but he was like a couple uh people back from me dude was like six foot seven three hundred pounds of muscle wearing a stink or t-shirt
0: yeah it was me i was there i was cosplaying as uh you know the mountain
1: the dude was gigantic okay i'm not gonna say t-shirt it was a t-shirt but then he did the whole like Ripped the arm or Oop, sleeves off. I hate off.
0: I, I don't care who it is. I hate him.
1: And, uh, yeah, I was like – and he was wearing a Stinkor hat. And I was like, oh, I guess a big Stinkor fan. Um, but, like – so that was really cool. Yeah, I, I got to meet Kevin Smith. I got to meet um, Griffin Newman who played Orko and, of course, Jason Mewes who played uh, Stinkor for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, and what was really cool was, like, Kevin Smith, like, knew people – were hating on the show and then like he even commented about it he was like yeah like you know uh you might be one of the i think he was like 33 percent of people that liked the show and the other people you know uh got pissed off because i i killed he-man and he said i killed he-man twice and he stopped and he said presumably twice
0: yeah i mean he you don't kill He-Man twice and say, no. like, oh, well, that's it, y'all. Like, he's, no. he's not coming back. Like, um, he's, he'll be back.
1: Now, And, uh, you know, I got an awesome T-shirt out of it. I got a signed comic, uh, some autographs, pictures. You were unable to watch the series uh, right away. Um, well,
0: no, so- lies. Lies. I watched it, and I thought that it was ten episodes. And uh, it took about a week and a half for me to finally realize that I've watched all the episodes.
1: So I'm sitting there no one I know has watched the series. All I want to talk about the series and the only person in that week and a half that I talked to about was Kevin Smith, which is crazy.
0: You talked to me about like two we talked about like the first two episodes because at that yeah. time, you know, I'm laying in a hotel in Florida, you know, watching the first two episodes, not really realizing I had three more left and then I finished them and you're like, "Have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet?" And I'm like, "No, man, I think I have one more <laughs> episode left." And I'd finished it a week le- week before that.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Well. But, you know, it, it's something that came out. And I loved it. Like, there's things that I was like, eh, okay. Like, I didn't think it was the best series. But I really, at the end of the five episodes, I actually just finished the fifth episode. I watched it again today.
0: What was uh, something that you didn't like about it? You said there was some stuff that you were like, eh, okay. What didn't you like?
1: I don't know. Like... I, well, one, I didn't like they killed Orko. I was pretty upset about that. Okay. Um, the He-Man thing, I get. The Skeletor thing, I get. Um, you know, Orko was probably my biggest gripe about it. Uh, I I thought it was cool, but the Triclops cult kind of reminded me of a episode of Titans. Or, not Titans, Teen, um, Young Justice.
0: Okay. Well, I feel like when when one evil is removed, another evil has to it's like a hydra, right? The other yeah. other evil surfaces. And Trapjaw, albeit powerful and kind of badass looking, uh wasn't, you know, going to be your next no. lord. So Triclops obviously makes the most sense because just like he's a psycho. Uh yeah. I was I was expecting honestly, I was expecting Merman to kind of take that that throne because they they showed like a flashback scene with Merman, and then a, a you know a, a live act like not live action, but like a real light, real time uh, scene with Merman, which I thought was cool. But uh, I don't think there were things that I disliked about it. I think that it at points it was predictable, which all movies and shows are. Yes. But there were twists that I when I left it, I was like, man, this is actually pretty damn good. Like this, like everybody played their part well. Uh, Lena Headley as Evil Lynn was amazing. Um.
1: Absolutely, hands down, my favorite character.
0: I was just going to ask, was she your favorite character?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I watched it again, and just, like, one, Evelyn was always cool. Um,
0: I always thought you know, that Evelyn was sexy in the cartoons.
1: Yeah, she was sexy in this one, too.
0: And um, so was Teela.
1: But it was, like, she was always cool. You know, like, I've always been more attracted to work uh, Workout. Evil. <laughs> You know what i mean like i always like the bad guys yeah. i always like, um so i always liked evil lynn but here like Lena Hetty, like she just crushed it and what like you kind of she kind of redeemed herself a little bit and then of course at the end she goes back with skeletor but i don't think i think we'll see her turn
0: again. i do too um Let's talk about favorite parts, and then obviously we'll play a little future building. If you have any thoughts, um, my favorite character—I loved from his design point—I loved Beastman. Right, oh, yeah. I thought I thought he looked great, very Viking esque. I thought it was you know wonderful, but I think my favorite character was Man at Arms. I thought yeah. that he was just like just amazing at what he did, like his story that he was like a Ronin. He was just trying to do his thing, but very tactical. Uh, at times, he kind of reminded me of uh, a character in Suicide Squad that we'll talk about next week, uh, just because of like the tech and the, the way he fought. I thought that that was cool. And honestly, Liam Cunningham sounds exactly like Liam Neeson.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that.
0: When I'm watching it, I'm like, shit, they got Liam Neeson in this. I didn't even realize it. And I'm like, oh, wait, no. It's Liam Cunningham. Uh, also great, I, you know, come on, man. Davos, He, he is one of my favorite characters of... Uh, Game of Thrones and also I liked Roboto
1: yeah Justin Long who, was really good
0: Yeah, who would have thought Roboto would play a huge role and it ended up being like the Groot character in Guardians 1 where he like sacrifices <laughs> himself like what a, what a crazy world we live in where Justin Long's Roboto is like one of the best characters in this show but I'm going to hit you with three things I have as far as the future right and I want to see what you know where you stand with this. Uh, the first one is I am looking forward to Skelligod's reign of terror.
1: Yo, one hundred percent. Like okay. the one thing I said to Kevin Smith, I'm like, holy shit, Skelligod. He was like, right, and I was like, yeah. I was like, I always like bad guys, and the fact that he's now holds the the um, the sort of power. power, like, I would have never thought of that. Like it's such an easy, simple concept, but I would have never thought of that, and it's amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, the one thing I want to see is, um, Panther. I think he needs to be in this.
1: Yeah, you know what? In the original series, Panther was only in two episodes out of 130.
0: But you got Battle Cat, and you need to have Panther. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I honestly would love to see him bring up like the evil of Subternia, like bring up Scareglow. Cause i thought that that scene was pretty dope um i definitely draw some parallels between um teela's like self-actualization and ray's self-actualization um in the last jedi like in that hall of mirrors kind of deal yeah it, it was very very last jedi there and i think kevin smith was a big fan of last jedi so i think he cried at it honestly so I, I see the the parallels to a little bit of Star Wars in that. So my second thing is I look to see uh King Grayskull uh Grey uh Gray Skull and the other masters return to Eternia. Like they leave subturnia and they come back up to help He-Man once they like they realize like something's off like the force, there's something wrong with the Force, right? And they come back. Um, as well as I, I think Adam and Orko come back as, you know, I don't think either one of them are dead dead. I feel like this was a very uh, like Loki episode where you're like, oh shit, he got pruned.
1: Well, the I I agree with that. Like the one thing that you show, you see Adam's character is when you go to Preternia and you are you get to pick your form. Like you could pick, you know, a huge dude with a bunch of muscles, and he picked, and he Adam. picked Adam. Yeah, and it shows the the heart that he has. And one thing that um king grayskull said was you leave you're never coming back yeah and you know he so i don't again i don't think he's dead you no, know no, we no. seen we seen him get stabbed i do agree i was thinking that i do agree they do come they're going to sacrifice themselves because king grayskull and all the you know hero and stuff like that are going to come into earth they're allowed but if they die they can never go back
0: yeah and, and like and One Dar, like, I'd love to see a little bit more of One Dar.
1: Yeah. And, you know, they basically said, like, you die, like, Mossman, by the way, amazing that they got um, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer to do that. Who, uh, if you don't know who that is, he is the OG, Skeletor, Battlecat, Cringer, Yep. 39 different other characters. Um, and he played Mossman. And what Mossman said is, like, you die. You just become part of the earth. Your soul's
0: gone. Yeah, and I love that. Like Mossman is essentially just a carbon copy of Swamp Thing.
1: Oh no, dude. So I knew of Mossman. I don't remember him from the show. I remember his toy.
0: I love the toy. It was like scratch and sniff.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It was moss. Yep. The the original Mossman in the show, which he a lot of these were toys that came onto the show first. Or or toys first, and then came into the show, and yeah, they well, did that it was when,
0: a it was a toy line before the show even yeah debuted
1: yeah, and so like Mossman like he was in two episodes it was awful awful in the show um you know he just looked like a big old lint green lint ball
0: yeah
1: uh, but they made him very swamp thing esque yep. in the, and and I'm fine with it um. Because in the Masters of the Universe, um injustice storyline, uh in the comics, they Moss Man and Swan Thing teamed up because yeah. they were, you know, protecting the green. But uh I love that Oppenheimer was back. You know, he was yeah. like ninety years old. Did you watch the uh after show? I did. i love that he was on it and you know, him doing the skeletor laugh and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean
0: Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith knows how to do fan service, and oh, one hundred percent put together a great cast, and it shows. Like he practically brought Sarah Michelle Gellar out of retirement, which is I'm here for. But let me talk about my last thing, and then I want to hear where you're at with this. Um, it goes hand in hand with what you said about Evelyn. I think she's going to turn. Um, I definitely think that she's going to be align herself with. Uh, Tila because of Skell God, just the power going to his head, right? Um, I also think, and I'm, you know, this I kind of bounce back and forth with this. I feel like you don't just give Merman two scenes. Two big scenes, right? And you have Kevin Conroy, amazing, our f- former guest on the pod, but you don't give him two scenes, and I think he's gonna, he's gonna turn two, and the water Merman people are going to align themselves with Teela's fight to take over Skeletor.
1: And what? What about Triclops? Is,
0: uh, dude, I think he dies like first episode. <laughs> as soon as we come back, episode six, I think Triclops is dead.
1: Yeah, um, and then you know the thing is, if if Evil Lynn comes over to good, so does Beastman, because Beastman. I don't, Man's I don't think to... so. No, you don't think so.
0: No, I think Beastman uh, stays allegiant to Skeletor because he's afraid of Okay, Beastman's kind of like... Beastman follows Evelyn because Evelyn follows Skeletor. So, in the scheme of things, Evelyn's a mini-boss. But Beastman is a henchman. Oh, yeah. So, if the mini-boss leaves the mega-boss, there's a bounty on the head of the mini boss, right, which is Evelyn. In terms of ranks, the henchman now becomes the mini boss, so Beastman gets a promotion. So I think he stays the same, unless, unless Skeletor doesn't or Skeletor, I'm sorry, doesn't like that Evelyn's kind of gonna like, not argue with him, but kind of nitpick a little bit or like combat his opinion. Maybe he just banishes her, right, and brings up evil incarnate in Scareglow. And that's his right-hand magic user.
1: Scare Scareglow was awesome.
0: Tony Todd, come on man, legend.
1: Uh, and he was a he was a comic book. He was a, he made his debut in 1987 in a many many comic.
0: Yep. Um stupid name, he never, but but great character.
1: Oh, amazing character. And the designs they did like you kind of talked about it with beast man and stuff like they they tried to stay as true as possible to the originals, but updated them like yep. you know whiplash was very goofy looking in the original series, and they made him badass, yeah um did know, they not did they not include Stratos in this? Stratos was not in this,
0: yeah, I was gonna say, like I don't remember Stratos being in this, but I do believe that he'll show up in. The second part, because he's like, um, like huge in like protecting Eternia and like no. he's kind of like Heimdall a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, the Avion people are very big in the Eternia lore. Um yeah. So the one thing I did want to talk about, and I know it might be off topic, but like the crazy thing, like you were saying, he changes stuff. That Grayskull isn't really Grayskull. Like it's yeah. the Hollow Wisdom, like. That yeah. was a whole – like they made such a big deal about it, and I think a lot of people were upset about that too. They made a huge – you know, for 30 years, grey skull, gray skull. like you still have the castle at your parents' house.
0: And, no, I have it in my apartment.
1: Okay, you have it at your apartment. Um, so it's
0: above my bed.
1: Oh, is it now?
0: I have the power.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, you know – Grayskull, like, it's an iconic castle. And they were just like, ah, it's a facade. Ah, the Hall of Wisdom is really what, you know, uh, gives Eternia magic. Which I think was cool, but I could see where people were upset.
0: Yeah, I mean, purists are going to be upset, right? Because, you know, we, why can't we have nice things? But I, all in all, I think this was this was a great series. I'm looking at the poster now for uh, IMDb, right? And it's it's got Stratos on it. You know what yeah. I mean? He's he's up yeah. there fighting, and it's got Panther on it, and I'm like, oh, why would you trick me? Like, I get it. Like, He Man's huge in it, and you're like, oh wait, He Man was less bulk in this series; he was more Adam. But I do think we're gonna see a lot more. I'd like to see a little more hero, and uh, you know, all the the more obscure toys that I loved when I was a kid. But we gotta do it. Hit me with the the geek grader. Is this a? We'll go one to ten. Is this a ten for you, or is this more like a six five?
1: No, ten's t- hard. Ten is hard in my book. Um, I call it a eight point three.
0: Eight point three. I went seven nine. Uh, not quite an eight, but I'm gonna go seven nine because I think that there's not enough meat on the bone for me to give it a, a higher score because. We only got five episodes. This is a this is an appetizer. I want the main yeah. course, and that follows us. So, uh, in terms of story building, I think story building was fantastic. Where they led you to at the end with you know Skellagod assuming power of the power sword and becoming a master of the universe, I think uh, gives you endless possibilities. Although it's Kevin Smith, he might die. Um, like not Kevin Smith, but Skellagod may die immediately. He might get like attorney and cancer and die halfway through. The first episode, and then we're left with nothing, but I'm going to go with my score. You're going to go with your score, and we're going to get out of here, Chuck. That was a a pleasant He-Man discussion. I was glad we got to talk yeah. about it. Uh Next week, we're going to come back. At some point, we'll be back, and we're going to be talking Suicide Squad. Whether you're here or we have a, a guest on, we'll be talking Suicide Squad, but... Uh, watch that, HBO Max, or in theaters. Go and check it out. Follow us on social media, the Active Geek Podcast, wherever you're at. Uh, subscribe to the network, Galaxy Wars. We just record, recorded our review of Suicide Squad out this week. Cage My IQ, Dan is crushing it with content and has so many different shows going on this week. There's no UFC, so you will not see me uh, like John Cena. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with Suicide Squad for the Active Geek Podcast. I am Jim. I am Chuck. And we are out.